Welcome to Quit Bleeping Around, a podcast dedicated to helping you achieve more in life. Here's your host, Christina Eanes. Hey, Super Achievers. In this episode, I'm interviewing Tammy Guler Loeb. Tammy is an executive coaching and career development coach who engages with her clients to clarify their goals, develop personalized plans, and support them in achieving rewarding results. Welcome, Tammy. Thank you for joining us today. Oh, Christina, it's a pleasure to be here. Uh, nice to talk to you again. I know we've, uh, I was on your podcast and now you're on mine. <laughs> I know. It's so much fun, huh? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so before we dive into the topic of the day, can you share a yeah. little bit about yourself with our listeners? Sure. Well, I am a career and executive coach. I've been doing this for over 20 years. And I actually did a few other things before that. I know it's hard to tell that I've been working that long, but I have. Um, <laughs> uh, prior to that, I, I did uh, I did some work in the fields of community mental health, and I worked in public policy and government, um, fundraising, higher ed administration. Did a little bit of this, a little bit of that. And uh, finally found the field of coaching and realized mm -hmm. that was my it thing. And then over the years, I've developed a number of different things um, from coaching that have enabled me to work with a variety of people in across cultures, generations, industries. It's It's been great. And I just more than anything really love helping people find their best livelihood, whatever they mm. want to do for work, what, what's going to mean something to them that they can really make, make a life and a living out of. I love it. So that they can be as fulfilled as you are. Well, I hope so, or as fulfilled <laughs> as they want to be, you know, everybody exactly. has their own, their own thing, right? Our own thing. Yes. Mm -hmm. Awesome. So then how do we find a job that is the right fit for us? Let's just dive in deep. Yeah. Well, so, you know, there's a few things that are important about that. Um, you know, I think that when we're starting out, let's say, you know, you go to college or you go to for some kind of vocational training, oftentimes people will get some advice from somebody who tells them what they think is best for them. And I think that one thing that's important is to kind of check in with yourself. You know, as I as I say, work from the inside out, right? If you can explore that that part of yourself that tells you what you think you want, it's very important to figure out what are the things you like to do, not just what you're good at. I think one of the mistakes that some people make is that they go after something that they're good at, but they don't always ask themselves, do I like this? So, for yeah. example, uh, I'm really good at baking bread. But I don't necessarily want to become a bread baker because I don't want to get up at 2.30 or 3 o'clock in the morning and become a master bread baker. Um, <laughs> I just would like to do it as a hobby on the weekends. So, you know, I think that it's important to know yourself and at least at, a var at varying stages in your life. So one thing is take a little time to get to know yourself. Now, of course, you have to make a living, so you can't take that much time. But I, I do suggest that people don't just listen to those well-intentioned people around you who say, well, you're good at this, so you should become a thus and such. 
And, and then you find yourself years into a career and you realize, oh, there was always that little nagging voice inside of me saying, do I really want to do this? You know, give yourself a little bit of space to question and, and find, get some of your own information and question things a little bit. Don't just take things at face value. So in terms of finding work that really suits you, check in with yourself a little bit, try some things, maybe even take a page out of Christina Ean's book and maybe do something like an internship or volunteer or shadow somebody. Um, those are really great things to do to kind of get a feel for something to see if you really like it rather than just saying, oh, that looks really cool. I think I'll go after that. So I say try it on for size before you take a deep dive. I love that. So look deep within, see mm-hmm. what you like, what brings you joy, what brings you fulfillment, and yeah. then try a few things out. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be forever. I think that's the other thing exactly. that that we've been taught to kind of stay in a lane and then build on that lane and keep going. And I think most of us don't really build our careers that way, even though we've been taught that that's kind of the norm. So mm-hmm. don't expect that whatever you're going to decide to do today is what you're going to be doing five years or 10 years from now. Absolutely. Just, you know, try something for now, learn something about yourself, and it's okay to change your mind. Yes, I love it. Now, one thing for those folks that I, I know I used to be one of them thinking that, uh, you know, if we find something that we like, like for me, escape rooms. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. And that, and that we have to, because we find something that we like and we're passionate about, we have to somehow turn it into a career. Mm. Any suggestions on, like for myself, I translated those skills into a different format, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. if you will. Mm-hmm. So yeah. those that maybe think that if they find something that brings them joy, say like bread baking, that they have to make a living out of it. Mm-hmm. Is there a and maybe they can't, maybe there's not a market for it. Mm. it trying to figure out what I'm trying to go here is, is we can't, sometimes we can't necessarily turn what we love into a career, but are there right. other ways that we can find that fulfillment? Right. So yeah, absolutely. I mean, think about, you just gave a great example, right? So um, now there are people who are making escape rooms into a career by being entrepreneurs or owning a business doing that. Right. But there's, there's risks involved with a lot of things, you know, and, and, you know, or I know people who like to make jewelry, for example. Now that's a pretty high risk career. You know, you Mm -hmm. have to be willing to take some risks to do something you love to do sometimes at the same time. um, There are things that you might love to do or that you might have a passion for And you know, in your heart of hearts, no, if I turn this into my job, I may not enjoy it in the same way, like the example I gave around bread baking. Yeah. However, you can unpack that thing, you know, and say, okay, so what is it about that thing that gives me satisfaction or joy? So I enjoy seeing a result within a certain period of time, or I enjoy working with my hands, or I enjoy the fact that it's something that I can do not sitting behind a desk. You know, there's a lot of different ways to unpack it and look at it and don't do it alone. Have a conversation with somebody else. You know, maybe somebody else has observed you engaged in a certain activity. 
What have they noticed about you as you're doing it? Maybe they've noticed that there's something that you're particularly good at or that they've noticed something about you as you're doing it that they could share with you that that might give you some other insights or ideas about who you are as you're doing it that that gives you an idea of some other direction to go in. I think also it it really does serve you to think about talking with um, a career professional. I'm not suggesting that that everybody has to call me. In fact, I would suggest not everybody call me because <laughs> I I can't talk to everyone. But Obviously, there are yeah. other there are <laughs> other avenues. There are other other ways of getting those insights about how do you connect something that you might love to translate or transfer that into perhaps some kind of career or work. So. For example, if you are already a college graduate, you might um, reconnect with your college career office. A lot of alumni offices also have somebody assigned to work with alumni around career matters. Or, um, you know, there are even public libraries that have reference librarians who are specialists in career matters. People forget to everything. use their public libraries. <laughs> they do. And public, you know, librarians know how to look for information and know how to think about information in ways that Google doesn't. And people don't realize that. And they think, oh, I'll just use the internet. That's great. But you're so close to these topics yourself, it's always good to get another pair of eyes on it and and have somebody else thinking about it. And you'd be amazed when you go visit a reference librarian in a, in a public library, the way they will ask you questions and think about things, they'll get you looking in places you would never have thought of looking before. And, yeah. and that's the thing. You have to be patient with the process and thinking about once you start getting information, let it sink in a little bit and see where it takes you and keep talking to different people, people who think differently than you do. And you'll see it'll start to evolve and form and shape into some other ideas that you can think about. But I do think there's value in talking to other people who help people think through their careers because they will know about resources and things that will point you in some really good concrete directions. Oh, that's great advice. Yeah. I, and I never would have thought of a reference librarian. Mm -hmm. But they're amazing. Amazing yeah, fount of knowledge there. Yeah. And they're free. Yes. Free. Yeah. Free. I remember, are there any like any specific books or resources? Like, for example, for some reason, when you're talking up, what popped into my head, it was um, what color is your parachute? Like from yeah. the 90s or something. Well, you know what? Actually, they they revised that. The, the gentleman who wrote that book is now deceased, but that book has become an institution in and of itself. And so that book gets revised every year. I don't know how thoroughly, but it does get revised. So What Color Is Your Parachute is a good, solid book. Um, there's all the, uh, you know, the dummies books, you know, career change for dummies, um, career uh, job search for dummies. Those are really good resources. They're very, very well sourced books. I would, I would actually say that that my book is also a good resource. I was and just going to suggest. <laughs> well, and I, I really am not trying to toot my own horn here, but I, I put a lot of effort into the resources section in the back of my book. 
to point people in the direction of some specific resources that I think would give people a good place to start in terms of thinking about different kinds of um, either websites or books or other places they can look to get some some good um, places to start when looking for resources. I do think that alumni associations are a good place to, to look too in terms of either career. Uh, a lot of alumni associations are doing all kinds of webinars and and things to help their alumni move forward in their careers. So that's a very, very good resource. A lot of a lot of public libraries, local libraries are doing uh, free workshops and webinars for the community. So I'm trying to think of resources that are low cost. Yeah, um, I mean those I are mean, great I ones obviously, right there. Yeah, and I obviously I think of um, uh, you know career coaches are are definitely a great resource if you want to invest in yourself in that way. There's also um, people can look up online BetterUp.com. Yeah. Uh, they, they're, they have career coaches that are available. Again, I don't nice. know. I don't know of all the career coaches there, of course. <laughs> but I, I think they're doing a pretty good job of, of bringing career coaches, um, to the general public. You know, I do think that navigating the world of work does require some, uh, some knowledge and some finesse. Mm-hmm. It's not an overnight equation. If you're really looking for work, that's meaningful something that you're really looking, you know, we're not just talking about looking for a job. If you're talking about just getting a job, this conversation is not really all that substantive for for someone looking just for a job to just bring in cash. But if you're talking about really trying to find something that's really going to be meaningful to you, where you're really looking for something that's a good fit, then you really do want to put some time and effort into it. And give yourself the grace of patience with the process yes. and you'll be glad you did. And it'll pay off in spades over time because this won't be the first time that you're going to want to invest in this process. And I don't mean invest in terms of cash. I mean, in terms of investing in yourself and giving yes. yourself the time to do that exploration. Um, there are quite a few excellent books that I list in the back of my book. And my book is available at some public libraries too. And if it's not available at your local public library, you can certainly ask your public library to buy it and have it be available. Yes. So if you don't want to buy it, there is a way to get it. (laughs) There is a way to get it. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Now, let's say once someone figures out, okay, I I know what I want to do. Mm-hmm. There, there are so many different job titles out there, and some of them completely do not represent what the job is. That's right. Suggestions for muddling through that? Um, well, muddle is a very good word. Um, <laughs> and, and not only are job titles deceiving, so are job descriptions. So yes. um, oftentimes job descriptions and job titles are um, confusing. So my suggestion is that if you see a job title or a job description with a particular organization that you're interested in working for, go into LinkedIn uh, and look to see if you are on LinkedIn, which you really should be. Yes. (laughs) And try to identify an individual who you might be connected to, or an individual you might be connected to who is connected to somebody who works 
in that organization or who formerly worked in that organization. Try to find some way to connect with somebody who knows something about the organization and see if you can learn more about the job title and the job itself that way. Because oftentimes job titles and job descriptions are, are they're, they're really, it's hard to know really what you're, what they they're suck. talking about. <laughs> yes. I <laughs> do. And oftentimes, even once you've interviewed for a job, once you get on the job, um, and I know there's probably some HR people out there who are going to hate me for saying some of this. <laughs> However, um, you know, it's hard. Sometimes the job descriptions are written by the folks in HR, mm -hmm. and they're not always getting all the information they need to write the job description properly from the hiring manager. Sometimes also, through nobody's fault, they are they are trying to fill a role. And it's not until they start interviewing people that they begin to realize what they really need. And yeah. then they have to go back to the drawing board and rewrite the job description. So how many times have I talked to somebody who's interviewed for a job and then they see the job reposted and they get all miffed because they say, wait a minute, I already got interviewed for that job. Why are they reposting it? That's because they didn't know what they wanted in the first place. Yeah. And they're reposting it because now they're a lot clearer. Now that they've spoken to some candidates, they realized, ah, we don't need that. We actually need this. And so they're human. We have to be a little bit forgiving. Exactly. It's, and it's, it and it's similar to dating, right? You got to you gotta kind of interview a lot of people to really figure out what you want. And then you get yeah, very clear gotta, on that. Yeah, you got to kiss a <laughs> bunch of frogs till you find, you know, whoever it is you're looking for. <laughs> Oh, now, so I love the idea of, you know, I'm, I'm really big on building relationships. Um, I, mm -hmm. I love the idea of reaching out uh, people who are currently working in the organization or people who are in the position. Yeah. I love that. So we can get information from that. Is there any suggestions for, let's say you get to the interview phase mm -hmm. for trying to find out a little bit about if that job is the right fit? How should someone be, maybe what questions should they be asking during mm -hmm. an interview or? Or any tips yeah, there? Absolutely. Um, so I would say, you know, one of the one of my favorite questions is, you know, what would success look like for this mm. role or for this person? And that gives nice. you an idea of what's on their minds. What are they looking for? What are their priorities? What are they hoping this person will be able to accomplish or how this person will be able to perform? And oftentimes you have the opportunity to even ask a follow-up question once you get the answer to that question. So um, I often will work with my clients on these kinds of things and say, so when you get an answer to a question like that, think about what would a good follow-up question be to that. So if you get you know, some answer to what would success look like, you might ask a follow-up question like, and what would you, you know, what would you be looking for in terms of benchmarks or in terms of how you might measure that? Or how soon might you be looking for some of those things? You know, would it be the first 60 days, 90 days? Um, you know, what, what other things might you be looking for? 
in terms of the person being successful or what kinds of communication would work best to help to know that that person is really achieving those things. So I think there's lots of ways to ask those questions to get an idea of what's on their minds and what their priorities are. You really want to be able to ask questions to get an idea of what is on the employer's mind? What are their top priorities? And how do they think about things? Because you want to know what are they expecting? And are those expectations aligned with the kinds of things that matter to you? To me, an interview is a two-way street. You're interviewing them as much as they're interviewing you. Yes. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, and I love, so twofold, right? One, you are learning more about the position and if it's a right fit for you. And two, you're impressing the hell out of them because you want to know how you can be successful in that position before you're even hired. Yes. Mm -hmm. And you want to dazzle them with some good questions. Hopefully they are appreciating the fact that you are coming prepared with questions and that they are appreciating that. I have found also that when candidates go into an interview with an assumption that the person interviewing them from the organization is an expert interviewer, that is a misnomer. Yes. <laughs> Not all As someone who's who done are, that before. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Don't assume that they mm-hmm. can read your mind. Don't assume that they know how to interview or yes. don't assume they know how to listen well. So it doesn't mean you should assume that they can't. Just don't assume anything. Just yes. show up and see what's going on in the room and know that they may be as experienced or as not experienced as you are. So show up, be curious, be open, and know that you are interviewing them as much as they're interviewing you. And they may or may not be great interviewers. I've had way too many clients come back from an interview and tell me that the person just talked the whole time and (laughs) learned nothing about them. (laughs) <laughs> but they love them because they listen to them for <laughs> in that yeah, or, or they're frustrated because they feel like that the person didn't learn anything about them and then yeah i meant the interview the interviewer oh, the interviewer yeah. loves them because someone listened to them for like a half hour <laughs> yes and maybe that's the first time anyone's listened to them in a while yes. I guess. <laughs> yeah right yeah <laughs> I feel like there is so much more here to unpack. So Mm. what products or services do you, can you share with our listeners so that they can learn more? Well, um, well, first of all, uh, my book is a great resource, I think, for people who are trying to decide what, what are the ways in which they might want to be considering any moves they might want to make. I also have a weekly podcast where mm-hmm. I interview wonderful people like yourself who, <laughs> who share their career journeys. I think one of the things that people can learn about, can learn a lot about themselves just from learning about other people's journeys. It Absolutely. Can, it can spark great ideas in yourself. I also provide one-on-one coaching, group coaching. Um, I do some facilitation work in organizations and leadership and executive coaching. So I, I try to um, spread, you know, good, uh, good karma wherever I go. Um, I do speaking engagements. So I go into organizations and associations and conferences and provide webinars and workshops and try to work with people around 
uh, workplace communication skills, change management, leadership development, teach coaching skills. I, I think that coaching skills are some of the best skills you can have in Absolutely. the workplace in terms of learning how to manage people using coaching skills as a manager, as a supervisor, as a leader. Um, and, and I think that those kinds of skills are useful at any level of the organization. I so, would say any part of one's life. <laughs> I, I agree. I agree. Absolutely. So I, I think of being a coach as being both a facilitator and a teacher all at the mm-hmm. same time. And uh, I joke and say that I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm Tupperware. I'm the container. Yeah. And I hold the space for people to do the work that they are meant to do. And my goal is to help people find something that really fulfills them and is satisfying and meaningful for them. And however I can offer that to them so they can see themselves in the best light, then I'm a very happy person. I love it. And where should people go to learn more about you? Well, the best place they can go is to TammyGoolerLobe.com. And you could mangle that up and you will still find me because I'm the only Tammy Gooler Lobe out there. <laughs> I love it. And we'll make sure that's in the episode description as well. <laughs> okay. Our, your final piece of advice. My final piece of advice is if you are looking to do something different or even a variation of what you're doing, or you're just one of those proactive people who's saying, you know, I'm actually quite happy with what I'm doing, but I always like to be thinking about what might be next. Don't do it alone. Don't do it alone. Have your own little board of advisors and make sure that you talk to people who don't think the same way you do. You might have some of those people, but have some other ideas, other opinions. Always be looking at things through different lenses and give yourself a chance to let those ideas marinate. Don't feel like you have to force it or make it, um, you know, you don't have to fit those square pegs into those round holes or vice versa. Let things kind of percolate and they'll, they'll come to the surface for you. Trust yourself. Mm. And and trust those around you and those those people who are supporting you and do the same for others. You'll learn as much by helping other people as allowing people to help you. But I will say this, no one is successful in a vacuum. So make sure that you don't try to be super independent and do it all alone because you will be limiting yourself and limiting your options. Oh, absolutely. Uh, that's awesome advice. Oh, thank you so much for joining us today, Tammy. Thank you for having me. This has been really fun. Yes. (laughs) If you'd like to learn more about Tammy, visit her website at TammyGoolerLobe.com. Christina delivers her speeches to diverse global industries on a variety of topics. You can learn more about booking her for your event at ChristinaEans.com.